everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone Season 2, Episode 26. It is called Shadow Play. So, full spoilers for the episode as always. The premise of this episode is a man named Adam Grant, not Alan Grant, just in case I make that mistake, uh, of Jurassic Park fame, uh, <laughs> uh, has been convicted for murder uh, the jury the episode opens with the jury finding him guilty he is sentenced to an electric chair but he has a, an unusual claim he claims that this is actually simply a dream that he keeps having and tries to convince the others in the dream that it isn't real and that he should not be electrocuted because of that and does he start to maybe sway some minds do, do people get convinced that maybe this is some kind of dream and not reality and what does that say about them if they're just characters in his dream? Uh, so that's the premise of the episode. Tara, what did you think of Shadow Play? I liked it. It's pretty good. I like um, I like the premise. It's kind of similar to an episode that you hate called Perchance to Dream. <laughs> it's sort of like another version of it. I, I guess I can see the comparison. I think this is better than that episode. Uh, I will say, like, there's definitely some holes in the premise. For me, at least, the way I was kind of watching it, I was kind of getting this feeling of, like, ah, oh, some of this is a bit wishy-washy with some of the, the logic. And I guess someone's, I know you guys say, it, it's a dream. It can be a little wishy-washy. But what I did no. like... <laughs> no? You, you, you know you weren't going to say that, or no, you disagree with that? No, I wasn't going to say that. Okay. I mean, I agree. <laughs> Excellent. That's good news on you know, every front. I couldn't have asked for a better response. <laughs> but... Now, what I liked about this, though, the thing that it played with that I really... Because I was kind of, like, struggling a little bit at points where... Because he even brings it up himself. The, the main character of Adam brings it up when he's trying to convince uh, the district attorney or whoever it is in the cell. Mm -hmm. He brings up, like, well, you're thinking if it's a dream then, you know, what? why why do you care that you're going to die then? It's not a big deal. If it's not real, then why do you care? Why do you try to stop it? And I was kind of having that thought myself. I'm like, I'm not so <laughs> sure. Like, once he's aware it's a dream... And he does say, yeah, even though it's a dream, you still have, like, it doesn't feel very nice at the end when he gets electrocuted before he wakes up. So that's why he wants to. But he's so desperate to convince people that it, I'm like, yeah, you know, it'll be over. It's fine. You're going to wake up. Life will move on. I guess if you go to sleep every night and every night is guaranteed to have a nightmare where you end in torture, mm -hmm. that would be pretty hard. Like, you wouldn't really feel rested, you know. Yeah, I I guess for me, it'd be more interesting just to see him so defeated because he just knows that it's coming. You know, mm -hmm. So rather than being scared and trying to convince everyone that it's a dream, basically everyone, have everyone react to the fact that he's be being very kind of like, all right, fine, electrocution again it is, all right. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just something like that, that sort of mentality. Did you want it to be a time loop where we got to see multiple versions of it? No, no, because I just watched the time loop episode of the new Twilight Zone, so I had my time loop <laughs> filled for the day. What I did like about this, though... We get been, a little bit of that. Though. What I did like about this episode, though, that, that felt ahead of its time, there's an element of this episode that I actually really, really like. Mm. And that is him pointing... Like, basically to convince himself and others that it's a dream, he starts pointing out plot holes in the yeah. dream. And that, yeah, things that, that don't make sense in yeah, reality. That side of it, I actually really like. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really interesting tactic to take, especially when it starts yeah. pointing out essentially like movie tropes in his yeah. dream that only exist in the dream because 
obviously you know it's, it's quite common these days for us to like poke fun at things like csi and all these fbi shows and say oh they get the test results back in a day or whatever so in this episode when he's like I was tried, and then I'm ge- I'm going to be killed in, in the same day. The same day yeah. at midnight. Who yeah. gets executed at midnight? <laughs> yeah, and they, they point this out, and I'm like, this is actually very meta and self-referential in a way that I don't yeah. expect out of something that was made in the '60s. This is very ahead of its time, I think. Yeah, I think it's pretty fun, and the uh, the the part that I'm like just not sure about is like, why do all these side characters have scenes without Adam? in it like they go one of them goes to his house and he has a whole scene with his wife and another the other attorney like comes over and starts like sweating like because what if their lives are over after midnight yeah this is a very interesting thing which i also felt conflicted by on the one hand it's an interesting Mm -hmm. concept that basically by believing that this might actually be true means that his life won't exist you know this district attorney who you know i think it's like the, the other I can't remember what his role is because one of the elements that is that every time he dreams, the the people swap roles around around them. That's yeah. one of the things that changes. But the, the the young guy who's sweating is trying to convince the district attorney, no, 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 like this this might be real. What if we all just cease to exist at midnight because we're in his head? And I felt like that that was almost going for like a. It made me think of the end of the Men in Black, bizarrely. This whole idea that we're all inside a galaxy, inside an object, inside another oh, galaxy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> it, it gave me that sort of vibe. Or maybe they're going for this thing of like. What maybe even real life is just one other higher being's dream, and right. then you know that that being is inside the dream of an even higher being, you know, yeah. and so on and so on. So I get what it's going for, uh, but even then, I liked that you know one of the characters says, you know, he says that this this whole execution at midnight is only happening because that's what he sees in movies. And he's like, what are you talking about? No, that's in movies because movies are accurate. <laughs> because in this world, <laughs> in the dream, that's, that's, that's accurate. accurate. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's funny. funny. Yeah. yeah. That and, stuff uh, I thought was really cool. Well, the thing with the like the scenes where they're you know, away from, from Adam's character and they're still having like dialogue, I at least Adam does acknowledge it. Like when you get home, like your wife is cooking you steak, right? Well, it's going to be something else. Like check the oven when you go back. So it is like his adam's mind is still like creating the dream for them which does like, creating the world for him which does introduce a giant plot holes the concept of the episode i think is that mm-hmm. to prove to the da that this is really a dream the, the cliffhanger for the ad break is that he says okay when you go home you saw your wife was making steak before you left when you go home look in the oven and it'll be something different because i've changed yeah. it and he goes home and so it's he like does a, have like some control and it's dream. a roast yeah, which suggests, like, okay, if you can change what they're having for dinner, why can't you just change the ending of the dream? <laughs> why can't you make, like, the like the prison doors made of pudding? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you can literally change anything you want. Like, why why not just... Well, it is more of, like, uh, he needs to convince them. He's His his argument is, if you guys all know that this is a dream, too, that you're living in, then you can keep on living, because I will dream the same thing every night, and I promise to keep you guys alive in the same like you're comfortable as the district attorney but you might be the janitor or the other guy in prison tomorrow so it's kind of like a bartering thing he just doesn't want to get electrocuted That's yeah all. yeah it's one of those things we're trying to think of it in the context of like not the real person because because obviously this is a real person who wakes up and has a life and presumably when he's having a life he doesn't really care about this dream that he's having it's only <laughs> the version in the dream who actually has to worry about the pain of the electrocution, who cares about trying to stop it. Um, yep. Which basically means his promises of keeping them alive is kind of hollow, because he's not mm-hmm. really in control of that, 
per se. <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of random. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, it might be an empty promise. There's definitely some some elements of this that feel like not so much that they're not thought out, but they open big cans of worms that almost like I mean, there's a reason why mm-hmm. like Inception, for example, is a two-hour movie that explores kind of some similar ideas, uh, or something else, right? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, take your pick for for movies that deal with dreams. Um, but there are elements in here that I like. The idea that some characters are just like people that you kind of knew years ago that pop up because that's something that does happen in dreams. Like definitely, there'll be a side character in a dream who's like, wait. That's someone who I vaguely knew at school but never had a class with, but I never spoke to them, but they're there because the yeah, face for some reason's in my totally. head. Totally. People I've happen. forgotten about, like, show up. Like, kids yeah. from, I don't know, like, elementary school will be there. <laughs> I don't really remember much about that school. Or, like, the actual building will be there, but you know, I haven't been there in a long time. <laughs> I don't need to say how long. But yeah, long so time. I think that detail is really well thought out. Uh, but mm-hmm. there is all these, these questions that we kind of have, and it does maybe detract a little bit from it being like a like the exceptional episode that it maybe could be but i do think the stuff that it does well it does really well where you know once they started pointing out plot holes and i think this the first one he sort of mentions one of the first one but one of the first things he says is he's in the, the jail cell is he talks about how one of the prisoners has a watch he's like no someone in death row who's about to be killed later wouldn't have a watch because of the glass that this is yeah. factually just incorrect um i like how that guy ends up being the judge in the next the yeah. next loop Joe you know it almost makes me wish the episode was or or wish we got a movie of is a movie where the concept was the main character slowly over the movie started to notice lots of movie tropes and like plot holes to mm-hmm. figure out that he was in a movie whereas <laughs> in, in this he's already kind of figured it out There's, the, the discovery for him is not really there it's already happened right right uh i, I guess it would kind of be like the truman show but like specific <laughs> truman spe- show or that new movie that's coming out uh with um Deadpool in it. I brought it up before, and maybe during Truman Show. Oh, maybe yeah. About uh, the free guy, the um, the the video game NPC who mm. realizes he's in a video game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it can't even be what a movie of that of just like someone noticing the tropes and noticing, like mm-hmm. you know, that lightning and thunder always happen in sync, which never happens in real life. <laughs> right. You know? Um. Like, so I, I think that's unless you happen to be very close to it, obviously. I also enjoyed seeing a very young Dennis Weaver, um, play oh, yeah, a nervous, yeah. sweaty guy, <laughs> just like in one of my favorite films, Duel. Yes, yes, Duel, which uh, Tara nagged at me that should be reviewed, and then lo and behold, <laughs> we ended up doing it at some point, <laughs> and it was a good movie. Uh, it's a Spielberg movie that should be seen, and if you haven't seen it, please, please. It's good. That's Go good. Go find it's... it. Yeah, I think it's on YouTube for free. Just watch it. It's, it's easy to watch. Is is it the full version on YouTube? I think so. Because they did like a, sure that's an ex- how I watched it. Because they had like it was, a, it was a TV movie version, then they did an extended cut. Right. It was a TV movie theaters. first, which was only like an hour long, but then it was released in theaters, and they added a bunch of stuff to it. But yeah, all the t- added stuff, like I can't imagine the movie not having it. <laughs> yeah no, that's what i was going to say is all the added stuff i actually think is some of the most important scenes like to the point where i think the version without it would be severely lacking in all the good ideas like mm-hmm. all all the really good scenes i thought were the the new added on scenes so uh yes yeah. early what? really early spielberg like the earliest so, spielberg so if you're a fan and you haven't seen it like go, go yeah, watch so, it like it's it, it feels like classic spielberg i think it's about 100 minutes the, the proper version so make sure you watch that one if you really watch it but uh yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's he's good in that movie as well. Uh, uh, Dennis Weaver, that is. Yeah. So, no, and yeah, he's solid here. Uh, 
bizarrely though, I think the DA actually has the more kind of interesting character to play. You know, He's followed he... through most of the yeah. most of the episode. Like when they cut to his wife like cooking steaks in the oven, I was like, wait, did did, did something happen? Like, is there a? It felt very odd, and like somebody else coming in all sweaty, the, like yeah, the... whatever lies are over. Yeah, because it almost felt like it cut to a sitcom. As like, wait, did yeah. something happen? Did my Blu-ray malfunction? Did they accidentally print like the second half of like some sixty sitcom? <laughs> yeah, it felt like yeah. a totally different episode. Yeah, no, I felt that way too. Uh, no, I, so no, I, I think when it does well, it does very well, and I, I think the the meta stuff and the the plot hole discussion and uh, e- even the uh, there was the other thing we mentioned that was good. <laughs> the the idea of the, the side characters and the, the dreamlike mm-hmm. things that feel sort of genuine right that that feels very good uh i i think um and yeah, even the, pretty good even even the choice of lighting at the start of the episode when it opens where he's, he's just sitting in the dark and then the light comes on and it's like it's like it expands like a dream where just all yeah. of a sudden you're in a room it kind of had that feeling to it so again it's trying mm-hmm. to emulate that feeling of a dream i like it and i like the uh i like the personal torture that that adam has to go through like you have to sleep. You know, it's kind of the Nightmare on Elm Street situation. Except yeah. he, he dies in his sleep, but he doesn't die in real life. But it's still like, do I want to go to sleep? Because I know I'm going to go through this again. I actually thought the moment, because basically the DA believes him at the last possible minute and he phones the governor or whoever to get him a pardon. Mm-hmm. And it's actually sort of dark for, for the time period, especially where you can see him through the window with a sack over his head. But the phone call doesn't come in quick enough, and the you know the executioner, whoever's flipping the switch, flips it anyway, and you see him kind of like shaking in the back. And I kind of laughed in a sort of dark way because it was kind of funny because it was I don't know just. But then I stopped and thought about it. And went that was actually a really dark visual for 1961 TV. Totally, <laughs> yeah, that definitely was. So, mm-hmm. uh, fair fair play. Uh, I, I think that that stuck out in my mind. So I think it pushes some boundaries. I, I think there's definitely some. That's almost what feels like one that needs more time to really like explore all the ideas that it puts forth, and maybe that's the only real critique I can give it is that yeah. a couple of the avenues should be further explored. But you've only got twenty five minutes, so this is you know. The- I I do like the 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 choice of mostly following the DA though in his big decision and his stress, and it's a countdown to the end of his life. So he's the one like we're following really, and yeah. the other guy too, whose name I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know who he is in this IMDb list because they're all named people, not by jobs. So I don't know. Yeah. Except for Father, Father Beeman. If anything, I might have even started the episode focusing on him as well and kind of really make it his like, episode yeah. so that it's more about him becoming to the belief that he's in a fake world and right. uh, the choice he makes. But because we start on, on the, you know, the, the convicted man who's dreaming, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like it switches main character, which maybe has a little bit of a disconnect uh, there. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but it's still overall pretty good. I thought. No, no, it's good. It's got it. it's got a lot of good ideas, and I feel like it's pushing boundaries. So I would recommend this one, and I think it's definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, with with yeah. some that picks to be had, though for sure. Uh, so that is shadow play. Uh, Rod Selling did appear at the he end did. of the episode. Uh, I assume though the ending where he he did promotion again <laughs> got cut. You know what though? On this one, it did cut off, but you barely like rate it before the end of it mm. you hear him go and and then yeah, it, yeah. 
cuts to <laughs> cuts to the music yeah. this one felt especially kind of like this isn't just a message from our sponsors it's just good advice and then continues to just do his sponsorship and it felt kind of like you cd bastard rod you're, you're trying to pretend that it's, you really care about it and maybe he does but it's it's, <laughs> Cares it's about that money <laughs> uh, he does i i suspect he does he wants season three to him uh yeah so yes episode 27 coming up it's called the mind and the matter and here's the uh, description. Using the power of mind over matter, uh, Archibald Beechcroft, what a name! <laughs> Archibald Beechcroft that made up. remakes the world to his own specifications. And, uh, you know, Serling says that, you know, there's consequences to that. Um, so we'll see how that is. It's, it sounds like a fine concept. That said, though, the average rate on IMDb does look a bit on the low side compared to most of the episodes. So we'll see. We'll see how uh, it is. Sometimes we don't, you know, That's true. agree no. with that. That's true uh Ooh, oh. never mind i oh. thought it, it said rod serling was going to be in it uncredited I'm like well yeah he's the narrator so <laughs> of course he's going to be in it <laughs> yes uh yes and this one's written by rod serling so uh, we will see well, and obviously he does write some great episodes as well but sometimes not always. directed by buzz kulik way to go lots of good names in this episode that's the name yeah, what is he known for? Uh, Brian's Brian song, song starring James Caan. With hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, he was directing stuff all the way up until 1992. Mm. Very pa- cool. Okay. Well, Buzz, let's see what you got this week. Yeah, and then Buzz... Let's see what you, Rod. Buzzed out in 1999, age 76. I'm sorry, that was... I just wanted to do the buzz. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Yeah, I- <laughs> I agree. Like you know what, they can't all be winners. Sometimes I, I regret my words and deeds. Okay, but we we learn. Just edit it out. We move on. <laughs> no, I I have integrity. I'll keep it in. I, I'll let them see. I, you know what? Good for you. I don't want to appear like this perfect individual because I edit everything out that makes me look, you know, or sound kind of not perfect. It's I a good want... thing I'm not in charge of this editing because I definitely would do that for me. <laughs> Yes, but how much of you would be left if everything that you thought was imperfect would be cut out? Yeah. No, notice my phrase. I probably in there. would just re-record this. Yeah. <laughs> with the recording of you. <laughs> notice my phrase in there. I didn't say it was imperfect. That Tara thinks is imperfect. There's a key difference mm. there in my phrasing that I want to be noted, uh, mainly by Tara. <laughs> <More than anyone else. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so there you go. I'm my harshest critic. Yes. Uh, so there you go. That has uh, been episode uh, twenty-six of season two. We've got a few left of the season, uh, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll see you next time. Um, so yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so that is uh, Shadow Play. I was trying to figure out the title. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you think of this one in the comments. Of course, uh, please do like, like, and super important on YouTube. It is a nice, easy, and free way to support us. But you can support us as well financially, can't you, Tara? Why, yes. If you enjoy the reviews and enjoy what we do, please check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV and donating as little as $1 per month will get you bonus episodes of other shows that we do, including a science fiction movie review show called The Atomic Cinema Experiment. And uh, if you donate as little as $5 per month, you will get access to these Twilight Zone episodes one week early, so you can see our top episodes one week early when it comes up soon. Mm. Thank you. Check it out. Yeah, and there's a reasonable chance that by the time this goes out publicly, that myself and Tara will be <laughs> working through another classic show alongside Twilight Zone. Not as Maybe. old, admittedly. Uh, 90s. 
90s, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's old enough now, I suppose. Uh, but yes. Yes, Tara agreed to do Babylon 5. She can't take it back. All right, thank you very much, guys. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. We'll see you next time. Guys on Twitter, at me on the Discord, watch for channel updates. Keep watching TV in the Twilight Zone.